Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, presented by Old City Sports Network, brought to you by Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. I told Tyler before the show I was going to mix it up with how we did that. Uh, but I'm your host, Chet. We've got co-host Tyler, other co-host Jacob Wade was taking care of some work stuff because we had another recording earlier today uh, with a special guest. I guess we can pre- preview it a little bit. Goodness gracious, fudge. Your phone's going crazy. <laughs> that was Wade. That, that's just <laughs> like my ears. <laughs> Golly. Sorry about that, listeners. Um, but yeah, we had a, a little special guest uh, that will be released. I think we're playing on Wednesday. We can preview it. We have uh, Logan Tanner, former Mississippi State catcher, now catcher in the Cincinnati Reds organization. I really enjoyed that conversation, guys, getting to know a little bit more about him and one of our rivals while we were in college. So. It was it was a fun time chatting up and learning about life on the road and single A and just what he likes to do during his spare time, like play golf, like all of us. They just you think about it, all these professional athletes, they're just regular people. They like to kill themselves on the golf course. So I know Futch, have you been killing yourself on the golf course lately, or has it been all work, all work and no play? All work and no play um, lately. Yeah, I I don't I don't know what a golf club is anymore. I feel like I'd start swinging right handed now if I went out there. So. Hey, um, there might be might be some uh, good for you in case you're getting like a tight little lie. You could swap hands and chip it on on there. <laughs> oh. I was telling Tyler, I know you've been practicing. You, you're getting ready for the whack part two, aren't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just waiting for the, the next whack, I guess. I mean, I really don't have anything planned for golf-wise. I'm not like Jacob's mindset where I'm trying to get on the to the Sanderson Farm open for – for next year, I'm just over here, you know, enjoying the new PGA Tour uh, game that came out. It's a really good game so far, but I, I must tell you, the chipping it's, and putting, I swear, it is so the, most, the most difficult thing on planet Earth to do. Like, last it's, year, like in 2021, the 2K21 game, you you get on the fringe and it's automatic chip from there. Now, this game, it's like your ball, you know, you chip it and then you can be on the other side of the green. But it, yeah. it's an overall really good game, though. First, first round I played on that game, <laughs> I drove it into the bunker. It took me six tries to get out of it. 
I was like, what is going on? I, I was getting so I was like, I'm playing virtual golf. It's like real I should life. Be, I should be yeah. better. God, it was so annoying. You really are playing like your real life character. Yeah. This is mean, realistic now. Huh? Yeah, I guess so. The uh I played a little bit on Friday, uh played with some guys. It's rough, man. Short game is not not good. Everything else is looking good, but I was three putting, I was lipping out. I mean, I was I was I was so frustrated. I ended up shooting a cool one hundred. I was like, man, I can't remember the last time I shot a hundred. Shot a fifty-four on the front nine. That's uh, it's pretty rough. Uh, mm. But you know, cleaned it up on the back nine. Shot a forty-six. Still not great, but better than a fifty-four. Uh, but it, it hasn't it hasn't been a, a good few weeks for my golf game. I gotta get back out there and practice some, so we can take y'all down in our next whack. We'll have to. Should we do it in Texas again, or y'all want to do it in Louisiana? What are we thinking here? We get the home turf, Louisiana. Okay, we're doing Louisiana. We're gonna go back home to Mississippi and do it. Okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm thinking you know, uh, I don't know. There's there's some good middle ground there. We'll, we'll get we'll get way to call up like Country Club of Baton Rouge and have them. No, out the, let's just go to TPC, course. Louisiana. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can get on there. I mean, it's honestly not that bad of a price. Jacob and I were going to do it, but then we yeah, it wasn't bad at all. To, to go Listen to, to uh, if we did it this time of year, it's in the off season, so yes, yeah. you know. Might not might not be a bad gig. We'll we'll see if we record it this time. I think that was throwing off our game. Uh, we didn't play as well. Maybe we'll uh, I'll get a GoPro like you have, and we'll just let it like live stream, just like f- full blown go. Yeah, um, and we'll see how that works. But you know, they had a got the Zozo uh, this weekend over in Japan. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. I didn't really watch it. Uh, I could pull up who won it. I, I do know that it was his first time winning in like over 1,500 days. Uh, and as soon as I see the name, I'm going to kick myself for not remembering it off the top of my head. It was uh, Keenan or Keegan oh, Bradley. Keegan Bradley won. Uh, he FaceTimes his wife on the green. He's crying. She's crying. The kids are screaming in the background because obviously he's in Japan. He didn't bring the whole family, but. It was just a feel-good moment. I didn't catch any of the coverage because it was at like one o'clock in the morning um, here in the U.S. So, it is what it is. But that's a little little golf talk. I had to see what y'all were doing to prepare for our next whack. Hey, props so. props to Keegan Bradley though, because that guy's like he's such a mental headache for everybody that he's paired with. Like the guy, especially in match play events, he can get inside your head and just tear you to pieces. And he's one of those guys. He's like he sticks up for the tour and he's not afraid to call somebody out. Like him and Ian Poulter absolutely hate each other. And <laughs> I think a and, lot of people hate Ian Poulter right yeah. now. And I feel like Keegan Bradley kind of sticks up for the common person there on tour. And he's kind of he's he's not a big, you know, a big star, but he's won a couple of a couple of uh, tournaments and, and he's on the tour and he stayed on the tour for quite a while, but I think he's uh He's due. I mean, he's due for you know some wins, kind of like how Tony Fino Fino was. But I mean, Keegan Bradley's been on tour longer, uh, one of the longest guys on tour that with the least amount of wins. Uh, but good to see him finally win one. Too bad it's in Japan. I mean, wish it was here in the states, but it's yeah, win to win. Well, what's I mean, people were talking about trying to like shorten the tour season against all the lift stuff, uh, and. They were talking about taking away this fall golf. Well, if you take away that, it gives it takes away the chance for guys like 
Keegan Bradley or, or up and coming golfers to actually like get a win or play really good and get some FedEx Cup points because the top golfers aren't playing right now. And not to like this on Keegan Bradley, but yeah, he's obviously not the top 25 in the world. When you get all those guys in there, it makes it exponentially harder. So it's nice to see that they kind of get, I guess, a level playing field, you could say. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tiger, Tiger won that event a few years ago, a number of years ago, and that was kind of his big comeback. Yeah, in 2019 when he won the Masters. That was the yeah. first thing he won was the Zozo Classic. Yeah, that was his big comeback win, and, you know, that was his kind of, I think, momentum-building win. And that was, you know, first event of the year, one of the first events of the year because mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to gauge when the PGA Tour season ends and when it starts. I mean, There's like a week of no golf, yeah. and then it starts again. Obviously, yeah, obviously the Tour Championship is the last week, but they only have like one to two weeks off, and they're right back into it. I hate to say it, but I wish there was more of downtime in between the end of the season and the start of next because I can never tell when it starts again. Because normally you would think like any other major sport, hey, they're going to have an off season for two, three months, and then they'll get back to it. I mean, like right. baseball, basketball, football, yeah, all of the above. And it, golf is something different where it's all the time it's going. And I think it's going to be interesting to see when the calendar rolls around to January golf gets very interesting mm-hmm. um, and some guys that don't normally win when we get to fall time are they're competing uh, in January, February, March. And it, it gets really interesting and wins pick up depending on where they play. Uh, a lot of times they go out West though. So yeah, they get that California swing and you kind of, you get to hear some names that you don't normally hear. Um, speaking of a name that you haven't heard win in a while, we're going to talk about Tyler's favorite golf league, the Live Golf Tour. Uh, Brooks Kepka chips in for birdie on the third playoff hole to win his first Live Golf match. So I know Tyler's a huge fan of Live Golf. He was probably watching it and the whole thing, streaming it. It was over there in Saudi Arabia back in, I guess that's home field advantage for Live Golf now. Uh, but they, they, there's some stuff going on. They're getting some world, trying to get some world ranking points. I think they actually, Got it accepted because they partnered up with a small tour. So we'll see how this plays out next year. I mean, I highly doubt everybody's calling like, oh, we'll just part like PJ Tour Live Golf, just partner with them and go forward. That's not going to happen. Monahan has set a precedent that he wants nothing to do with these guys, especially the whole lawsuit. A lot of them pulled their names off the lawsuit, Phil Mickelson being one of them. And I heard slash read that it's, you know, he's got some backhand dealings that he probably doesn't want subpoenaed in open court. So if he's not on a lawsuit, then they can't subpoena him. But don't come after me because I'm not a lawyer. So I don't know if that's 100% accurate or not. But that's just what I heard. Uh, so some interesting things to see how it plays out. I mean, Fletch, have you gotten a call from Live Golf yet? I know they're, they're probably watching you, wanting you to come play for them. Uh, no, I think Live Golf is going to pass on me uh, for a very long time. I don't want any part of Live Golf, I don't think. It's kind of a it's going to turn into a, you know, a law scandal, I think mm-hmm. in the long run, um, kind of like anything else small that tries to combat anything that's been there for a very long time. Uh, and it was just run by somebody, you know, Greg, Greg Norman, who just had a bad taste in his mouth because the PGA tour told him, it's, no, yeah. sorry, you can't come to a champion's dinner because of blah, 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 blah. He's got a and, grudge now. And now his entire business model for live golf is to drive the PGA tour into the ground. So. Sure. And uh, there's so much more money. I mean, it might look like because of the huge margins that are coming out of live that live has more money, 
but I promise you the PGA Tour has more money overall. I mean, at the end of the day, all these sponsorships from these major companies, everything adds up for the tour, and that's where a lot of the money is generated, all of the money. Gen- I mean, the PGA Tour doesn't keep much money at all. Uh, all that purse money is generally drived by sponsorships uh, and, and that. I mean, there's there's probably in one tournament, there's one main sponsor. I mean, you look right. at Riviera, Genesis Invitational, sure, Genesis is the main sponsor of it, but there's also 30 to 40 other sponsors that are throwing in however much to get their stuff all over the place, you know, at the event that people never see uh, unless you're there. So I I think it's good to, I think the tour needs to stay under the radar. I think it's one of those things where Monaghan doesn't need to make it too public about what's going on. Uh, let live drive themselves into the ground kind of thing. And, and I think that's what the tour needs to do uh, just to just stay under the radar and, and keep it quiet. Yeah, it'll all work itself out in the end. And you said sponsors. So I said at the beginning of the show, Golf Talk, Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company, we'll, we'll make them sponsors for our terrible golf talk and our PGA Tour news. Maybe they'll sponsor us to get better at golf and we'll get we'll end up being on the PGA Tour one day. Probably not. Fletcher's got the best shot at it. We'll see how that what happens. But you're down here in Houston, maybe next month, checking out the Cadence Bank Houston Open that's played, I think, middle of November uh, over at Memorial Herman Park. You can stop at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company, get you some some nice brews, some nice views. You can try the Wake and Bake. Next time y'all are in Houston, I'll bring you there. We're all getting the Wake and Bake. Tastes like coffee. Get a nice shot of espresso in the morning. Mix with some beer. So uh, you can go on over to buffbrew.com, see all the flavors are brewing up, especially they got some special ones for Oktoberfest that just happened. Uh, so it's a good time down there at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Okay, well, golf talk is always fun, but we got to talk about the other form of hitting a small ball with a large stick. The MLB playoffs are happening right now. Uh, the Phillies, they take down your beloved Astros, Tyler. What did, what did you see in that series? The Braves, uh, not, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your beloved Braves, my beloved Astros, are still in it. Get out of Houston, Chad. <laughs> Your beloved Houston, Braves. What did you see in that series, Tyler? I saw absolute dominance uh, from the Phillies. I mean, outside, you know, game two, uh, Kyle Wright was pretty much the only Braves starter that was able to go six innings. You know, in game one, we saw Max Fried. Uh, he was dealing with the, the flu uh, coming off his. I'm not going to make any excuse for this. I mean, the Phillies were just overall – a uh, better team, but uh, Freed only went like two innings in that game, and then Charlie Morton uh, went two games uh, in, in yesterday's game. And then just offense, uh, you know, during the day games, uh, that was my really main concern going into it, and that's what we saw. I mean, in the first game, uh, we saw the Phillies go up like 7-3, to three, uh, and then Matt Olson tries to give the Braves uh, an edge, hits a three-run bomb, and then but the Phillies win game one. Uh, but, yeah, I just think that – the offense uh, of the Phillies are just hitting on all cylinders. Bryce Harper had a whale of a series. The middle of the water, Reese Hoskins had a good series. We saw JT Real Muto get it inside the park uh, home run. So, I mean, the Phillies, they're just a hot team. They remind me of last year's Braves. You know, they were an 87-win team uh, coming into it. So, uh, I mean, you got to give them credit. They were the better team in the series. Yeah, they're going to be taking on the Padres, who yeah. uh, just beat the Dodgers. And not a lot of people saw that coming. But no. when you make that many moves in the offseason or in uh, trade deadline, bringing in Juan Soto to um, pair with Manny Machado, and you don't have Tatis, uh, who knows whenever he'll come back. He really screwed up there doing those steroids. Uh, so that's on him. But 
you know, it, it ought to be a good uh, matchup. Phillies, Padres, it starts the next week. Uh, it starts on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Fudge, who do you have taken the win in that one? Um, I'd probably give it to the Phillies. I just feel like they're rolling right now, and I think they've got the better pitching staff overall. To hold a team that was in the top five in scoring this year and scoring runs in Atlanta, uh, and to hold them to – basically less than 10 runs in a series was pretty impressive. I think that it's what I talked about before the series started. Uh, Three starters that were pretty dominant for the Phillies and and shut down the Braves offense. I mean, even at home, the Braves look pretty stagnant and that's very hard to do um, in that environment. And they handled that very well. And of course, a couple of big bats in there. I mean, if Bryce Harper's hitting the ball well and JT Romito's hitting the ball well, the Phillies are going to win win, uh, win baseball games. And, and I think uh, they keep it rolling. I just see that San Diego has a couple of guys. And if it's not for Joe Musgrove, I don't think that they are going to win this series. I, I see it probably them getting one game out of it. Uh, but Philly looks like they're in it for the long haul. So. Yeah, I mean, they got our boy down from LSU, Aaron Nola, leading that pitching staff. Uh, looks dominant, as always. And his brother, Austin. Yeah, he is, plays on the Padres. So there yeah, go. so that's going to be a, yeah, a little Nola showdown there. Yep. Is he still a catcher? Yeah, he is. He, he converted from, you know, he was a shortstop at LSU, mm-hmm. and then he converted, uh, went over to the MLB, uh, convert to catcher. That way he gets a roster spot. Yeah, so that's going to be a little brotherly rivalry. Um <laughs> Thanksgiving is going to be awkward this year. Whoever yeah. Whoever makes it to the World Series is going to be like, if they win it, like, hey, look at yeah, this. Look, yeah. Look at this nice yeah. Ring. This nice <laughs> ring right um, okay. Well, let's click, click to the other side of the bracket. We got Houston locking up their six uh, ALCS, six in a row. So shout out Astros. Um, and they're going to be taking on the winner of the Yankees and the Guardians, which is going on right now. Do we have a live score update? It is Four currently. Two. Four to two, Yankees are up in the top of the seventh with one out. Okay, so now if if the Yankees win, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland leads the series two to one. So yeah, yeah. Right. so if the Yankees win, then they go to a game five tomorrow. I think it's, it's very, I think it's very key that Cleveland needs to win this game here because they're playing at home. I don't think they want to have to go back to New York. They're not winning at a Yankee Stadium again. Yeah, it, yeah. it's going to be too difficult for them to do that they did still one in new york they did. Um, i don't think they can but that's really- whenever shane beaver was on the mound and beaver i don't think is pitching well you know they may be playing two more games the astros basically played two games last night 18 innings i mean just an absolute snooze fest zero zero until someone hits a, roll, a home run in the, in the top Jeremy eight Benio. yep uh wade sent us earlier the uh one of the catchers had a broken thumb and like a torn ligament in his knee or something, and he played the entire game, all 18 innings. Let me get let me get the fellow's name because that is just in a yeah. Houston? Yeah. No, or was it Houston? Uh, yeah, C- no, it was Seattle. It was Cal yeah. Riley, the catcher. Yeah, oh. I mean that is just yeah. Mariners catcher Cal Riley played 18 inning marathon with broken thumb and torn hand ligaments. I mean, even though that was a sweep, I mean that was a really good series. Like game mm-hmm. one, Mariners go up seven three, and then here comes freaking here's your old daddy Jordan Alvarez hits a three run jack to send the Astros. We were going running. nuts, man. And then game two, he does it again. Whenever they were lead down by one run, and then yep. they win the three to two, and then 
yesterday's game and freaking 18 inning game. So I think, I, you know, Astros are going to be a very tough out uh, in the ALCS. Whoever yeah, I, I was flipping back and forth between LSU and the Astros. I was like, yeah. somebody's got to score here. Somebody's got to score first. Let's see. Hey, Bregman had a good series too. I mean, I remember, I believe it was in game two where it was like a one run game. They intentionally walked Jordan. I'm like, oh, what? why are they even doing this? They have Alex Bregman, you know, who was a beast at LSU. Comes he had in a home run in the double, first game. And here comes two runs, and they win yeah. like six to two. So, well, he started that that home run, like I guess their train in the first game. He hit that home run, and they were down by. Two I mean, when point. you have set it off as your walk up song, you're going to get a hit every time. You got some boozy power right there. Yeah, man. I mean that that's what we talked about earlier with Logan. If you got a song like that, you got and you walk up and you got out new cut. You're you got to hit towards the train. Yeah, exactly. So all I know is that that series could have gone either way. I mean, really speaking, like if Alvarez hadn't hit those home runs, this easily could be 2-1 Seattle headed right. back to Seattle. Yep. And they could close it out. And that's that's the crazy part. That's what I like about five-game series. I mean, I it's better than going 7-7 seven, seven to close it out. I just feel like it's too long. And it's baseball to begin with, and baseball is just long in general. <laughs> I think the baseball season is too long anyways to figure out who's going to make it there to the end. Because uh, regardless, I mean, really, what's another 20 games going to do at the end of the day? I mean, sure, every once in a while somebody might make a run, but if you're so far down, I mean, there's no way that somebody's going to come back and you trade off here and there every once in a while and people end up one or two games back. But at the end of the day, a team like uh, – Cleveland wasn't even on anybody's radar to even go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Never mind, make it to the ALZS. So I, I think it's going to be yeah. very interesting to see what happens. And it's good for Seattle. I mean, going forward, they have young talent. Uh, Mitch Hanniger's healthy again, so I think that's good for them. I think Robbie Ray's probably towards the end of his time in his career. I don't, ex- I don't see him going too much longer. No. Uh, yeah, they gotta, they gotta have more weapons like both in the bullpen and starting pitching if they want to go deeper in the playoffs next year yeah they need definite depth in the bullpen and I think they need at least one other starter Um, I know it's hard I think the person that would have fit best in that role is a good guy who kind of stays low out of the out of the radar and that's probably Noah Syndergaard but now him being in, in Philly it's kind of difficult to to lock that up on a contract like that um even guys, shoot, even guys like Matt Barnes out of Boston, been there a really long time. He's a good middle reliever, some guy that can log up some solid innings for you. But I, I just feel like they're one big pitching piece away from from going a little bit further. Yeah, no. It, the good thing about having a young team is that you, especially this success that they just had, you can build off of, off of that for next year, and they'll probably be right back where they're at. So – uh, who do you got? Well, I guess it depends on Yankees versus Cleveland. But <laughs> no, out of, you, you think it's going to be Yankees? No, it's going to be the Astros. Whoever, it doesn't matter who they face. I just think that the Astros, especially at home, because they have more games now. It's a seven-game series. So, say if it goes like a six and seven and they get those home games. I just think that if it's the Yankees, uh, the Astros have showed the season that they've owned them under pitching staff. Mm. One time, they no-hit the Yankees, so. I just think that the way that the Astros' offense is rolled, and especially the way that Jordan Alvarez is playing, then uh, they're not going to lose uh, many games. So I think 
with the home field advantage and just the the pitching, the way that that's been going. I know that Verlander struggled in game yeah. one, but I just think that he just needed a game in postseason. I think once he gets a, his next start in the ALCS, he'll be good. But if it's the Guardians, then shoot, man, we're gonna have some parity in this uh, MLB playoffs this year. That's for sure, and I love it. Yeah, well, and that's another thing that I was gonna bring up. Houston didn't play, and it was kind of the same thing with Atlanta. You know, they didn't play that first week. They had the the bye, mm-hmm. and you match up against teams that did, and those teams started off hot. Yep. And it's a long season; it's 182 games. You your longest break is All Star break, and it's like five days. Yeah, you, you take a six day break; those dudes are out of their rhythm. Yeah, just look at the Dodgers. I mean, they were a 111 team, and you have a Padres team that finished 20 games back in their division. I mean, the Dodgers absolutely owned them all season. And then they come, you know, they cruise to the Mets, who was also a 101 team, and then they beat the 111 win team. So if you're a Philly fan, I would not count out the Padres because they are as hot as the as Philly is right now. So what's your who do you think is making it to the World Series, Tyler? Oh, man, I just feel like – both probably the Astros. Uh, I would have to say that the Yankees are probably going to get through, especially if they win the ninth. I think that I just don't see them losing at game five at Yankee Stadium uh, with that hostile crowd. So I, I have Yankees and Astros. I think the Astros win that in six. And I just feel like the, the NLCS is a game seven written all over it. I think that the pitching staff is pretty even. I mean, I know that Jacob pinned at Joe Musgrove, but. You know, you got guys like you, Darvish, and Blake Snell, who's, you know, Blake Snell has a ton of playoff experience uh, with Tampa Bay, and he also has a World Series appearance. Uh, so I even think, you know, the, the two offenses are, you know, are really cruising at the right time. You had Cronenworth with the, the key bases, Machado sitting a good. Looks like Soto is starting to get out of his slump. So I think this is going to, I think the NLCS is going to be a better series overall uh, than the ALCS, uh, but. I just think it's going to go to game seven, but I'm going to go with the Phillies. Uh, I might as well. I think that they're, when you look at them, I think that their one, two punch of Wheeler and, and Aaron Nola are, are just, are just better overall uh, than the four. So I think that game number one, if I had to bet, it would probably be Ranger Suarez going for the Phillies since he pitched in game one of the NLDS, they'll probably do that, do the same rotation and they'll probably, if you're on the Padres side, probably roll Clevenger, their fourth guy. So it'd probably be like a four v four, and then they'll go back to their regular rotation. Okay, okay, I like it. So you go in Houston versus Phillies in the world. Yeah, Series. and I still got Houston winning it all. I mean, I'm I'm just, I'm gonna lock in that pick. Got to go with my boy Bregman. Yep, yep. Jacob, who do you got? Who do you think is making the World Series? Um, I think first of all, I think the series between. The Yankees and the Guardians. I think the Guardians have the better pitching roster. I just feel like Garrett Cole is the only weapon that the Yankees have. And if Garrett Cole isn't pitching, then it's anybody's game. And if Aaron Judge doesn't hit the ball out of the park at least one time in he's, a game, we're not going to win. He's had like seven strikeouts so far in the series. Yeah. He's like 0-4. Oh, he hasn't had it yet. Yeah, and it's very difficult. Um, so I, I, I think that Cleveland can win one of the next two. Um, it's It either goes – to tonight or the next game. I mean, that's either way. That's the nice thing about being out front. Uh, but I think it'll be Houston and Cleveland, um, kind of a change of pace. And I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, and you probably have Bieber facing off against Verlander in the game one, uh, which would be pretty insane. That'd be a crazy pitching matchup, probably a one nothing game in that one too, or an 18 inning game. Uh, oh, yeah. I think, <laughs> Glad yeah, have the Astros getting some rest after that because man, their bullpen got. They even had to put out like Luis Garcia 
Yeah. Out there. He, he they had to go deep. Innings. Yeah, they had to so, go deep. It's definitely going to be Verlander on the mound since he pitched uh, in game one of the NLDS. So it'll pretty much be the same rotation. They should have threw out Alex Rugman, you know, <laughs> inning like 15. Just ended it right there. Mariners went in a Well, honestly, if it's the Guardians, I don't think I don't think the Astros have a problem with that. I think that it could go. But it's somebody they're not used to, and I think yeah. that's that's different because uh, they're used to the Yankees. And I think if they know that they can beat the Yankees, they probably sweep the Yankees. Uh, but <laughs> it's just it's just different. And I it's would just love different. to sweep the. Yankees. That would shut up all the yeah, all the stupid the hatred yeah. from the Yankees if they swept them. Oh, that get, that game in New York. If we end up playing them, it's going to be insane. You know they're going to be beating trash cans and just going nuts. Well, the one saving grace for Cleveland in this series against the Yankees is is their manager is Terry Francona, who spent years with the Boston Red Sox, knows the Yankees like the back of his hand. Uh, you know, and on the other side, uh, spent. It, I mean, it could years. be the battle of Jose's if we get Cleveland, yeah. Jose Ramirez and Jose Altuve. Yes, hey, there you go. There well, you go. I think that's my AL. That'd be Houston and Cleveland in the NL. Uh, of course, you've got Philly and San Diego. I think that the Phillies probably win that series. Uh, I just think they're the better team overall, pitching, hitting-wise. I know Machado's a big bat. Cronenworth's yeah. a big bat, but I just think there's – You've got to take at least one, though, at, at Petco because – I think uh, so. From the atmosphere I saw from the two games, like, oh, my gosh. I want to go to a Phillies game. Those fans – well, for both fans, like both fans were getting into it as well. So I think that if the Phillies can take one, then I think they can take that series easily. But if they get swept, then ew, then like 2-0 going back to Philly, then I'm not so sure now. Yeah, yeah so I've got Philly and Houston facing off in the World Series. I think it would be a good, a good series, um, two teams that hardly see each other. Uh, so I think it'd be very interesting. I think it'd be interesting for our network too. Uh, and all these teams have had success against Houston in the World Series as well. The Nationals won in 2019. The Braves last year. So I don't think if you're an Astros fan, you want you don't want to see uh, another NL East team uh, go to the World Series. It would be fun for our network. We get a Phillies Astros World Series. Yeah. We'll have to maybe hop on there and, and Phillies Astros trash. live stream for uh, <laughs> do like do all games. Y'all come to like y'all come to Houston. We'll go to Buffalo Bayou Brewery and live stream, the, live stream. <laughs> the game there, or just uh, break the bank and just go to one of the games. <laughs> I don't know. All that. That. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> live, maybe we get the Astros let us live stream at the game. Free tickets. Huh? <laughs> If you're out there, Houston, listen, and where I got some some famous breweries sponsoring us, maybe the Astros will do it too. Uh, but hey, you know what? No matter what team gets in there, you can go on over to Fanatics That's and right. get their get their gear. They got and the NLCS gear already. Exactly. And if you use our our code our link and you use code GORD, G-O-U-R-D. What don't the, know where that that's came not from. A that <laughs> yeah. That's you get up to We went from cider. Do you know what a gourd is? No, no, I don't know what a gourd is. A gourd is one of those tiny, misshaped pumpkins. You know, they're white. That's a gourd. So I guess that is fall. I just don't. I just never heard of that. That's a weird word to put as your. Why couldn't they? Well, I guess they have to do a four-letter word, so they can't do pumpkins. It's five. It's G O U R D. I tell you what, it looks like some. It looks like a pumpkin that got infected by like poison ivy or some sort of disease and got like bubbly and some stuff because well, that's a pumpkin i do not want to have around man yeah it's really weird. well if you head on over using that link our link below and use coupon code gourd g-o-u-r-d you can get up to 65 percent off all your gear 
especially some of this MLB gear that got the NLCL, the NLCS, ALCS. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the shirts right now, man. They're looking pretty fire. I might have to give me an Astros uh, shirt. No, 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 no. You, wait, wait till they potentially win it all. Then, yeah, I don't want to be walking around in a ALCS shirt. Yeah. I mean, you, what, what good is that? I yeah, mean, <laughs> you you want to get the if you're gonna wear a rep shirt in the playoffs, it's got to be for the main crown. Yeah, so I'll I'll wait until maybe it's coupon code. Uh, <laughs> Apple. Pumpkin spice latte. I don't know. <laughs> latte <laughs> gets sixty five percent off. Hey, speaking of well, Eli me, Apple, he got part today, but we'll get into that. Let me let me get y'all's opinion. So, speaking of like shirts, like championship shirts, what are your thoughts on purchasing shirts? Like when we see like football national championship shirts, they're not like the national champion shirts. It's the national championship shirt and it has both helmets for both teams on it. What are your thoughts on that? Would you hold out? For if your team no. ended up losing, no, you gotta have confidence there. No, you either buy your team shirt or you don't yeah, buy. You go one. and then I'll. You, have gotta, have, you yeah. gotta have confidence, okay? Right, my policy just... is the only shirts that I get are like, well, outside of 2019, I got the SEC champion shirt, and then I got uh-huh. the, the playoff shirt, and then I got the the national championship shirt. But last year's run, I just waited for the World Series stuff, and I just broke the bank on that i got like and you didn't you didn't purchase any of those shirts until after the season was Tyler over. i had no confidence. correct no i literally no no, no literally after the final out i hit order and I <laughs> he, had, he had it pulled up in the card and if you <laughs> would have used our order. link and use coupon code gourd he would have got up to 65 percent off. Well, <laughs> we weren't sponsored by them <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have Back a podcast by, at that time but now we are i i understand why you do it tyler but I feel like you got to have some sort of, like, confidence in your team. You know what? I'm buying this shirt, and when it gets here, we're going to be world champions. Yep. So, I think uh, I think that's the way you got to do it. Yeah, but I don't want to, like, yeah, yeah, woohoo, we made it to the NLCS, but I want the big. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm not buying I'm the, spend, like, like, I want, I'd rather just wait to break the bank on, you know, winning the World Series, National Championship, World Championship, whatever. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, you can uh, if you are one of those people that likes to buy NLCS and ALCS shirts, you can head on over to Fanatics, use our link, and use coupon code GORD G O U R D for sixty five percent up to sixty five percent off your order. Okay, well, we hit our golf, we hit our baseball, and we went on to a spiel about how to purchase your merchandise. Exactly. <laughs> now we got to get into the college football, but before we get into the actual games, I want to talk about Kirk Herbstreit and his TikTok account. Fire. The man is it's goaded. I mean, his, his son, son like, yeah. I don't know if he has like a graphic designer. So his son or worked for Pat McAfee. He was an intern for the Pat McAfee show for oh. like a year. And then when Pat joined College Game Day, uh, I think he kind of, he still maybe works for Pat, but now he does stuff for his dad because obviously we would get her all the time. Oh. Uh, I mean, Kirk Herbstreit must have the busiest life of anyone in America. He's flying to the Thursday night game, okay? <laughs> Gets done with that. He then turns around and flies to uh, he fly to wherever they have game day on Friday, and then he does the uh, the Saturday know, night football wherever there. Yep. Yeah, he, he's got college game day in the morning. They get up at like five in the morning, and then do that, and then he hops on a plane and flies to Saturday night football wherever ESPN's at. He calls that one, and then he flies back. And does he do Monday night football? Or he just does no. Thursday. Okay, he just so, does Thursday. By Sunday morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, whenever he's home, he's finally done and can take a break, and then he's back at it again Thursday, which some people are like, oh, he only works four days a week, but 
He's flying to multiple cities, multiple states and within a 24 yeah, hour period. Like 24 hours. And he gets up there and he talks in front of a hundred of thousands of millions of people every night. So, I mean, and the TikToks, the song choices are great. The editing's great. Like, it, it's just fun to see it. So, I mean, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that, Jacob? Do you think Kirk is the busiest man alive or is just making it look good for TikTok? No, I, I think he really is busy. I mean, I've seen some of his TikToks and stuff. And I think the best TikTok of all is him arriving at one of his locations to get to the hotel and there was nobody at the counter and the door yes, was locked. That out. was hilarious. Yeah. Dude, it's like three o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to go to bed. I gotta be like I gotta be up you in had there. to be up at six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This poor guy's stranded on the side of the street outside day. of his hotel. Yeah. It was wild. But I think it's crazy like, you know, this weekend he went from Knoxville down to Tallahassee, which wasn't too bad uh on well, Saturday. What, he was in Chicago. Thursday? Yeah, he was Thursday in Chicago. Night. Then he went to Knoxville. For a went... sorry game yeah. of a Thursday night game. That was terrible. Yeah, we can talk about that when we get to the NFL. Yeah. Like, that's well, just I, wrong. I think it's crazy, but, like, he went out to Stanford here not too long ago. I mean, from the East Coast. That's a long friggin' road trip. And, mm-hmm. and, I mean, talk about your body just being exhausted yep. from changing time zones and everything. I mean – the sun is rising and it's four o'clock in the afternoon because you're going out west. Yeah, and then he has to like fly back home to, to Nashville, like yeah. literally right after the game. I think yeah. he is probably the business man alive. Although you brought up Pat McAfee. I, I think her McAfee just brings so much energy. energy. I mean, he's got a backflip into the Tennessee he's River. Doing, he's fantastic. He's not calling the games on Thursday night, but he's doing this. I mean, he calls the games um on Saturday nights, they do have a game that he does, uh, but he doesn't like at his studio or something. Hmm. Uh, so it it uh it they 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 put some time in. I give them that. It's just, it's fun to see him bring the energy week in and week out. I think the one guy to replace uh, Coach Corso there, you know, if something does you know happen, I know he's been having some health problems recently, but. If there's ever a person to replace him to do headgear, it is Pat McAfee because nobody else on this planet that could do that with that kind of energy. I just feel like McAfee was the one piece that they were missing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's fantastic. It's it is funny to watch it. Like I've never laughed. Do you know that they're like? I've thought about this. I'm up Saturday morning and I'm sitting there. You know they have these stories. Like they had a story about the one kid from Michigan who has bone cancer, you know, he's been going through a lot. And of course that makes you tear up and everything. And then you got Pat McAfee just makes you crack up laughing. And then you have the serious parts like college game day pulls on every heartstring. It is, it's it's funny. It's just, it's just a a wild roller coaster ride of emotions. And every time like, you know, they bring that, Platter of food. He's always chowing down. <laughs> yeah, he's just sitting there eating. He's like, oh, this is good, man. Where did you get this from? They said stuff today. <laughs> oh, it was uh, – maybe it was last week's show. They were talking about Oklahoma's ago. quarterback, General Booty. Yeah. <laughs> he said – he said, "Oh, I like me some booty. I like general booty, exotic booty, all the booty." And all I think the Reese people, said something too. Yeah, Reese, he's got Reese cracking up and saying comments. Kirk's cracking jokes. I mean, they're they're all up there. They're relaxed now, and they're they're hitting you know bantering with one another. And it just flows really good. I feel I'm like really, they're more loose when McAfee's up there. It's like yeah. they don't have to be as serious as, as yeah. I, it was a 
great addition to the show, and I've really enjoyed watching it. Uh, Tyler, you mentioned he did a backflip into the Tennessee River. You know what else did a backflip into the Tennessee River? The goalpost. The goalpost. So, <laughs> yes. We got to talk about Tennessee taking down Alabama. Dude, on not, game only, that, not only that. Not only that. Now they're asking for the students to pay. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't think it was a serious thing. I think it was a hey, we already have to. Dude, pay did you fine. see the donors? It's hilarious. It's like sixteen bucks for as many years as as many how many years that since like Tennessee beat Alabama, and they have like fifty two dollars and forty nine cents of like <laughs> the donations that you can do. It was the, uh, well, they've already got to pay a hundred grand for rushing the field. Oh. Uh, and so now they got to pay for some new goalposts. That's why LSU put up the two goalposts so they can't yep. tear them down. Style. You can never yeah. tear those things down. What's funny is when they got the goalposts down, they brought it to the top of the concourse and like they were going to throw it over the side. And somebody <laughs> must talk, yeah. Hey, this isn't a great idea, guys. Let's go back down and then bring it out the tunnel. Out the tunnel. So kudos to the Tennessee students. I'm sure they were all hammered. I'm glad they made the right decision not to just throw it over the side of the stadium. Hey, also kudos to them for taking it almost half a friggin' mile to the Tennessee <laughs> yeah. River to throw it in there. That's, that's commitment. Yeah. yeah. It takes a lot I, of people. I don't feel bad for the dude that's sitting on top riding the thing the whole way. <laughs> he got a he got a free ride down to the he would have had to pay a thousand dollars for an Uber down there. Yeah. Right at the top of a golf. That's boat. a cheap Uber. Uh but I mean Knoxville was lit ablaze that night. You had all the country stars there, Morgan Wallen's there, Kenny Chesney, Peyton Manning. They're all having a blast. People were getting free concerts from Morgan Wallen and Pars. He was just showing up, grabbing the guitar like Futch has behind him and just strumming along some chords. Peyton Manning's playing the piano in the corner. Like, I mean, it was just insane. And, I mean, rightfully so. My, my take on it, Tennessee is rivaling 2019 LSU. Um, you know, everybody – I I think – uh, Hooker has a very good chance to win the Heisman this year. I think yeah. uh, the defense needs some work. It's the same type as 2019 LSU. Um, they're blowing out teams. You know, it was like a. I was watching basically a replay of the LSU-Alabama game from a few years ago. They were blowing Alabama out in the first half. Alabama scores, makes it close going into halftime. And then all of a sudden, Alabama's winning. And Tennessee had to fight back through some adversity, and it really showed, you know, what they were made of. And – I don't want to say they'll overtake the, you know, LSU obviously was the greatest college football of all time, college football team of all time. I'm not ready to give it to Tennessee yet, and that might just be my biasy, but I think they make a very strong argument, and they've definitely earned the number one ranking in my eyes. Well, I agree. I mean, I I voted for them uh, in the the poll that we're doing on Gridiron Heroics. I put them at number one in, in Georgia, too. What I really don't get is Alabama only dropping three spots. I know that, well, you know, start – We'll save oh, a missed field goal. It, you know, it cracks me up. One, that kicker probably doesn't have a job anymore. Nick Saban was loving him, and then all of a sudden he misses this field goal. So first time they've lost in 15 years to Tennessee. Oh, um, well, I don't think he can put it on his kicker. I think. No, I, think defense, I think their defense is god awful. I think their yeah. secondary is probably worse than Kansas's secondary, <laughs> um, and that's saying something. Yeah. But it's awful. I mean, I've never seen guys so open in my life. I mean, yeah. 10, 15 yards, nobody. I mean, yards after the catch were insane. Especially yeah. Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. yeah, Hyatt went off six five catches touchdowns. with five touchdowns. 
I mean, the dude was just a walking touchdown. He's not like a tight end, but he's a wide receiver, yeah. and he's just massive. I mean, he's Hooker's, Hooker's just uh, hides down there somewhere. I'm just gonna throw it up. He'll catch it. I ain't worried about it. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Tennessee was able to win that game, the scooping score, it was like tied, and Alabama gets the scooping score. Like, here we go, Alabama is gonna survive yep, once again. And you know, Tennessee uh, finds Jalen High once again. So. I think I mean Tennessee still has everything to play for them. They have Georgia in in two weeks uh, in Athens, and they have Kentucky. I believe in the coming weeks, so they get UT Martin this week, so they get to you know sell it down before getting back uh, into SEC play. But yeah, I think that Tennessee is as worthy as being the number one team. Their resume is definitely the best in the country right now. I think that I think the turning point in that game was not the missed field goal by Alabama. It was before that. I think it was the pick that Hooker threw, that Hendon Hooker threw, that yeah, ended up being pulled back. Yeah, that was huge. That was massive, and they drove down the field. And, you know, I think at the end of the game, they Alabama misses the field goal right, had no chance. Tennessee gets the ball back with 14 seconds and moves it roughly. Yeah, they, they flip the field. Yeah, 35 yards, and – kick a field goal to win it. Alabama tips it. It still goes through, which I thought was I wild. thought he was missing it 100%. I yeah. mean, the way that it just... Where the camera was, it made it look weird because they put it right behind them and they tipped I it. I was just looking at the refs to see if they were doing this yeah. or doing this. Did you see when they stormed the field, the refs took off. Yeah, they, they took off. They're like, I am not getting trampled over tonight. I earned my well, paycheck and I'm out of here. <laughs> there were some very questionable calls in that game and people argue the pass interference that was overturned the interception. Well, you got to think like a, I think the quarter before they had that pass interference on Tennessee in the yeah. end zone where the should've dude gets Alabama. dragged down. Yeah, it should have been on Alabama. They end up, uh, excuse me, they end up There's scoring there. Pass interference. Yeah, so I think it, in the end it leveled itself out. But. Yeah, I, I was saying last night, I was watching the USC and Utah game, you know, and there were some questionable calls in that game. And I said something to the effect of, you know, a lot of these kids that are in college, they've figured out what they have to do in order to draw a flag. I mean, offensively. It's, offensive it's the same in that they, they watch the pros. And sure. Alabama has throwing intelligence. up their hands. Sure. And, you know, I watched a USC receiver basically just fall back in midair on purpose <laughs> in order to draw a flag, and they ended up getting the flag, you know, and ultimately, he saw that the corner hadn't turned around to see where the ball was. And he just falls back, and they barely put a hand on him. I'm like, dude, you weigh 215 pounds. It's going to take a lot more than a pinky finger to, to you know, to yeah. push you over. It's gotten a little out of hand, but that's what it's the theatrics of it. If you can sell the penalty, you're getting it every time. That's what I'm saying. If you go for up for a catch and you don't make it, just start throwing your like flag, 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 and they'll probably throw it. Yeah, just I mean, sell it. If you, as long as you sell it, I mean, you're, you're really like you said. I think you mentioned Chad uh, whenever we were talking about the pass interference call today in the Saints game. Like, if you sell it, then they're going to call it because it's, they're based on your reaction more than what's exactly. happening on the field. Yes. I want to talk about an intimidation factor that Tennessee had. I don't know if y'all saw this video <laughs> I saw that he, on Twitter. Just like I'm the right. offensive line. The lineman looks at the D line, shoots <laughs> through his face mask, and he says, "I'm coming." You know what that me. reminds me of—the scene from the Little Giants when they like eat those things, and they're like, <laughs> "I like <laughs> the fact." That, I like the fact that he stared down. Yeah, he guy, just and then blowing chunks. The one, just, the, yeah. me and you, buddy. Me and the you. other D lineman to his left, like, kind of looks over at his buddy there next to him, and he's like, 
and he's gonna run you over. Can I give you the whole crap? <laughs> I mean, he's gonna start running away. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of somebody that was running away a lot, well, not really running away. He was running in for touchdowns. Jaden Daniels, baby. LSU whooping up against Florida. They were up big, and they made it interesting at the end. That's what five wins in a row against Florida, Tyler. Four. We've won. I saw over the past ten years, or since 2010, we've won twelve. Uh, not twelve times. We've won ten times. So I think we've only lost them twice. Five of those wins have been in Florida. So, uh, but yeah, it looked LSU looked like a completely different football team. Um, the Brian Kelly's. Oh, we got to coach better. Well, I guess he finally figured it out how to coach better. Jaden Daniels was p- looking through his progressions. I mean, he was throwing like fourth man open. Kayshawn Boutte had over 100 yards receiving. I was like, where has this team been? I mean, we probably could have ha- hung with Tennessee last week if we would have played like that. So defense looked abysmal. Tackling, I, I swear, if you want to play football in the state of Louisiana, whether it be for the Saints or LSU, you have to miss 15 tackles a game to, be, to stay on the team because they were arm tackling like nobody's business. Uh, Richardson had that long touchdown run. Should have been tackled four times. I mean, they were just trying to strip the ball. But besides that, Daniels was looking good as a passer. Three touchdowns on the air, three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, first quarterback to do that in LSU history since Mr. Joe Burrow. Uh, he did it five times. So uh, he's got game, some work to do. It, game, ball, game ball goes to the offensive line, though, I think. It was it made the, a huge difference. So yeah. uh, I've been on offensive lines this year. I don't know why they make I'm, or break a team. It really what? does. It in they're it's, not blocking then you suck. Yeah. I mean <laughs> when it, your dude pukes and then just runs over his defensive <laughs> lineman, that's your guy. That's that's toughness. That man's not touching your quarterback. That's what I'll it comes to. I'll tell you what. To. Jane Daniels literally had an electric performance because literally after he ran in for a touchdown 35 to 28, my power went out for like four hours of the game. <laughs> so uh, a transformer blew uh, right by my neighborhood. So I was, I had he to shockwaves down to tip. Yeah, I had to listen to the game uh, on my radio in my car. So it was, <laughs> it was a very intense. You uh, your car to listen to the game. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I want, listen to the end of the game. But, yeah, I mean, Jaden Daniels was, like, just looking for his progressions more. You, like you mentioned, Butte had his best game. So, I think if he can continue that momentum, then, shoot, this offense is, I think, can, can hang with any team, especially Ole Miss this weekend. Yeah, they got a tough matchup coming up next week. We got Ole Miss, who uh, was blowing out Auburn by halftime and then they let them come back and made it a little interesting, but they still ended up winning by 14 and LSU should have won by 28. Yeah. If it wasn't for the defense being terrible. Yeah. Tom Petty comes on the loud speakers. Oh my gosh. That's another thing. My gosh. I have like Joe Desitor, the over, I don't know what the over under was said of him making up the Florida defense. will back down. Let's see if they can do this. Like, uh, he said it every five minutes. Oh, they're and not like, backing well, down. We have a special performance on Tom Petty Day. I uh, like, my gosh. It's not a special performance on Tom Petty Day. They play it every yeah, it's single a, it's our tradition. Day. I mean, it's fine. Why is it they're like, what connection is Tom Petty? I guess have Tom Petty's from Florida. That's really all that I know about. I don't really know that if he went to the University of Florida, I don't know. Uh, but did you see what like the LSU Twitter? 
put like yes. be like hey and put the the song over the highlights. I think that was the best. Yeah, the time. highlight reel had Walt back down as yeah. the song. Love it. So, but I was glad to see this. I mean, that's just an all around good team win. Yeah, uh, we're gonna need it. It was when, needed. Do we play in Oxford next week? No, we play in Battery. Oh, that's right. You'll be there, won't you? Me? Yeah. Maybe we'll see. I know. I know. Wade will be there. Um, I won't. So, Fudge. Well, you were supposed to be at the Saints game, and we lost. I was supposed to be, but whatever. They ended up losing anyway. So who cares? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, we would have won if you were there. That's all I gotta say. You were probably been rooting for the Bengals anyways. Can we we, probably? um, (laughs) Can we speak to the fact that college football is the strangest thing in the most? Literally, they had like four teams in the mental. top ten get beat this week. It's the most it was the best weekend. Well, no, I'm so, saying mentally, like it's oh. mentally exhausting. Yeah, Last no, yeah. Week, we talked about how LSU's downfall was awful, and that they need We're to make screaming at the game. And we put up to, 45 the next week. Yeah. We it go from like not scoring. Sense. So I, I, I don't know what to do at this point. That's why I'm not pissed that Penn State lost because next week's in a week, and who cares at this point? Might as well get to it since he mentioned it. Well, hold on, hold on, real quick. I want to apologize to Jane Daniels for calling that he should be benched uh, because he proved us wrong. He he must have heard us. Probably he was like, you know what, these guys, these four dudes that run this sports podcast, I'm gonna prove them wrong. I'm putting 45 points on Florida. Uh, so kudos to, to the Tigers. Just need to start saying bad things. Maybe that's how he plays good. Dude, I'm excited for the Ole Miss game. I hate that it's a 2.30 kickoff. I would have loved a night game in Tiger Stadium, yeah. Ole Miss, LSU. Ole Miss We're going to be watching eight. that game for six hours. They're saving it for Alabama. I'd rather – I mean – Well, that's well, going to be a 2.30 as well. Just get ready for oh, it. Oh, no, I think they reserved it as a night no, game. No, they're to use their pri- – they only get one primetime game per year. Well, you know what, CBS? Screw off. Give it to ESPN. Wait, who did Wait, use it on? Actually, they have – They haven't used the same it. weekend, they have Georgia and Tennessee, so they'll probably take that. I would have I, to bet. I'm pretty sure I Who's saw that, night games? that Ole Miss and uh, LSU is at 2.30 because Alabama and LSU is already locked for at night. I think so. I think that's set beginning yeah, of the year. Yeah, but CBS only gets one prime time, so ESPN would have to pick it up. We'll see. But see, well, like I'm saying, I hope CBS, ESPN. I hope ESPN is doing ESPN. going to take Georgia and Tennessee if they if it's one versus two, something like that. They're going to take that with ease. You don't think CBS will grab them? No. I don't know, man. CBS. We, they're probably going to put us with Joe Tessitore again. Great. <laughs> Gary Daniels. It's like the fifth game that we have to hear him. Uh, Look, hey, I like hearing. Uh, have to put up with the freaking Big Ten announcers because they are so obnoxious. It is not even funny. Well, it is not even funny. Well, go ahead and get into it with with Penn State, Michigan, Big. Uh, the what is it? Hot big noon at big, big noon Day. kickoff. Yeah. Noon kickoff. That's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, like let's put our biggest game at eleven o'clock where no one's probably going to watch it. The biggest dumpster fire of all time. Yeah, I mean, Penn State. Enjoy CBS, though. They're going to be grand. Yeah, you're going to love them. I'm glad they're I'm ready to get rid of You're going to enjoy your six-hour games every week and listen to Gary Danielson probably, oh, my gosh, Ohio State. <laughs> no, he's going to go, oh, my gosh. This reminds me of what I was calling the Alabama game. with Nick My Saban gosh. Like all the, yeah, Alabama. If Alabama's losing, like, oh, boy. Yeah, so. They got but, all pissed. 
Penn State, I mean, Michigan came up ready to rock and roll, and then Penn State made it close going in a half, uh, but I guess they just didn't come out of the locker room. Um, nope. Did Sean Clifford get hurt? I stopped watching it, and then I saw No, it they just benched him. Um, they took his helmet away from him, and he was holding his right shoulder, but I think he well, – That was just for the camera. He's not the problem. I think the dude in the glasses uh, on the sidelines is the problem. Well, he got an eight-year extension in the offseason, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon unless they pay out a massive contract, which Penn State has the money for, but they I don't I don't think they're gonna do it because uh this is only their second head coach, well, second long-term head coach in the last 70 years. So yeah, the last one didn't turn out too well. So I think you don't even know the whole story about that. Well, yeah, Bill O'Brien. Just talking about the scandal. We'll save that for a different day. We'll save that for a different day. But I think the I think the the main story of the game was Michigan's offensive line dominated. Blake Corum was oh that dude single-handedly carried them. That was it. I mean, the guy, the guy had a total of eighty-five carries in the last three games going into the game. Uh, so you knew he was going to get the ball defensively. Penn state looked terrible other than their secondary secondary played. Well, everybody else played awful. Um, offensively, as far as Penn state goes, uh, they need to figure out what their offensive line is doing because they show up every other week. Um, and Nick Singleton could barely move the football. Uh, and, and it looked really bad. I mean, he's an inside runner, but it, uh, it looked really bad. I agreed. And yes, Vincent. I don't think it's not very upset, but I agree that it was bad. It was was bad. For sure, it was bad. I mean, you kind of had to think about it a little bit because it is in Ann Arbor. I know it's a maze out. It was 11 a.m. maze out. That's stupid. An 11 a.m. maze out. I I, I don't get it. You're saying it's stupid. It's weird. I I don't. Or is that the color they wear? Is it's that what they highlighter. call it yellow? It's a maze. It's highlighter. It's yeah, they call it maze. It's freaking yellow. It's it blue is and yellow. It's yellow. not maze. Blue and maze. What are you in Iowa? You're gonna go through a corn maze before you get in the game? <laughs> they it's hand out corn. Yeah, they get a maze out. They should have got that kid with the corn. That would have yes. been amazing. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's corn. They would have went ballistic if that would have even if they put them on like on the jumbotron. That would have been awesome. This is this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I think Mich- I think Michigan has the worst run out before games I've ever seen. The stupid go blue banner is the dumbest thing I've ever seen sure in my life. Just biased based on what happened this week. This rant no, would have been no, more entailed if no, you didn't I'm get beat by like thirty-seven. It is so bad. I'd rather watch Clemson run down a hill with a bunch of balloons flying in the air. Than <laughs> watch. So we just want to get to like the worst like run out. Oh, it's just it's terrible. I I'll don't understand. The best one. It's like it's like I'm in fifth grade and I'm like trying to hit the exit sign in the hallway. With my hand, it's just—it doesn't make any sense. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't—I don't like it. It's just—it's lame. All right. Well, we know Futch hates Michigan, uh, and rightfully so because they whooped up on them. It's all right. Uh, Michigan and, and Ohio State play in a few weeks, so they're going to be in that. Be in the playoffs, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, another yeah. undefeated team. None of them in the playoffs. Yeah, battle of two undefeated teams that happened. It actually went into double overtime. TCU and Oklahoma State. And they end up winning. TCU ends up winning double overtime. Horn Frogs, baby. 
Uh, I mean, I'm thinking they're going to the playoffs. I mean, they're looking great. I mean, it did uh, look good early. I mean, Oklahoma State dominated that game. It was like, what, 30-16, uh, and here comes Max Duggan. I mean, man, that dude is that a monster. Like, he's not getting up. much recognition that he needs to. Like, may, I think he could definitely be on the Heisman race. I think the Heisman race is probably like C.J. Stroud, and then Hooker, him, and then Blake Corum of his performance that he did. Oh, but Yeah. So, yep. I mean, yeah, TCU, like I said, whoever won this one controlled their destiny. It's looking like a, a TCU uh, runaway to the Big 12. I think uh, we started a new segment called Who Got That Dog In? We do. Let's go. Let's start Who Got That Dog In? Yeah, like no, that. Max Duggan for sure. I mean, when they do an x-ray of him, he's got a dog right there. Yeah, he's got the dog. You know who so, else? Walking the dog. Who else? Jaden Daniels. Jane Daniels, baby, got the dog. <laughs> hey, Arnold, looking dude. Got for the one dog. week. For one week. No. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what he does next week. Josh Williams could also have that dog in him. I mean, that man just yeah, for being a broke off some that, runs. He graduates in December, but he's a walk-on, so he still has two years of eligibility left. So that's going to be fun to watch. But yeah, who TCU, doesn't have that dog in him? Bryce Young. Kansas. Yeah, oh, Kansas God. is falling <laughs> off. I mean, they did lose their starting quarterback, Jalen. What the – Allowed that many points, it's yeah. just bad. They're playing like the Kansas of old now. Well, yeah, well, the hype, is, their, the hype is over. Role. They had like their five weeks, and now it's over. Well, you know who else isn't looking great? Notre Dame. Stanford oh, yeah. beat them for well, the first time in a long time. The trees yeah. beat them. Yeah. So, and then also USC gets its first loss. Utah gives it to them at the end of the game. So, uh, bye bye Pac 12 playoffs. You know, what's funny is they went for two. Utah did to win the game, and uh, they tried that against Florida, and it didn't work. So, yeah, Pac-12 is definitely out of it. Um, I think you got the SEC, the ACC, Big Ten, and Big like 12. Three teams Pac-12 right now. Pac-12 is not out of it yet, I don't think. I guess you got the potential to have well, I think if UCLA runs the table, I think they, they go. They oh, yeah, Oregon at Oregon, though, this week. So, if they don't win that. I That's could also see Oregon still in the mix. I mean, their one loss, I know it's bad, but it's against the number two is, team. Is UCLA number one team. Or is UCLA, UCLA have one? Yeah. Are they undefeated? Yeah. I believe they are, yes. Okay, well, then, yeah, they're not out of it just yet. Uh, well, let's just go ahead and jump into it. Our top four college football playoff picks. Uh, I think the first ones get released next week, don't they? Um, it's usually it's two weeks, something. It's, it's usually weeks. like the bye week. I, I, I think it's like either the, I think it's the first week of November. That's when they release it. Okay. It's usually gotcha. November when they start. Okay. So I'll let Tyler, I'll let you go first. Who's your, who's your future top four college football or end of the um, year? Who do you got in the playoffs? Well, I have a big change uh, just because Penn State got their butts kicked in, so I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State anymore. Uh, so I think that number one is going to be the SEC champ. Well, I think that there's really four teams that can do it. It's like Ole Miss, Alabama, Tennessee, or Georgia. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Uh, I just the way that you said, like you mentioned, like this team reminds me so much of that 2019 LSU team. I just think that this is their year. They beat Alabama. I think that they can they can beat Georgia as well. I think that Georgia's defense is going to be able to contend with them. So, but I think that you know Tennessee's defense will be able to hold them. So I know it's in Athens, so I got to go with Tennessee. Got to go with the hottest team. Number two is going to be Ohio State. I think that they run the table. They beat Michigan and Columbus I, just because I think they're going to get revenge on them for for what Michigan did to them. 
And then uh, number three, I'm going to go with uh, the Clemson Tigers. I just think that if they win this week against Syracuse, there's not really going to be any team to, in their way. I could see North Carolina beat them if they make it to the ACC championship. They have offense uh, to contend yeah. with them. Number four, TCU. I'm putting TCU in there. I, I just think that Max Duggan got that dog in him. Got that dog in him. I just think that TCU is going to ride into the sunset and get into the playoffs. So those are my four, and I would love that. Just completely you know, different teams. TCU it's, it's, Clemson. <laughs> it's funny that you picked those particular four teams because I also have those four. Oh, teams. well, I don't like but that. Name. I have different <laughs> order uh, between TCU and Clemson. I got Tennessee one. I think they end up beating Georgia a few weeks last week. I said no. I think they beat Alabama, and then Georgia beats Tennessee. But after watching last week's game. The problem I have is if they face Alabama, I don't know if they can beat them twice. I don't think they're going to face Alabama. They've I think it's going to be LSU. But Whoa. <laughs> no, oh, my I think God. Slow your roll. Potentially Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss can beat Alabama. We, you know we'd have to win out for that to happen. Exactly. So it's either going to be Ole Miss or LSU in my eyes. Uh, face it off. But I think it's going to be Tennessee. At number one spot. And then I think Ohio State's going to handle Michigan, uh, especially since it's in Columbus. Um, and then this is where I switch with you. I got TCU at number three. I think TCU has better. Yeah, they probably have a better resume at that yeah, rate. Better resume yeah. puts them at three to play Ohio State and then Clemson at four. I don't really see them losing. I thought they were going to lose this week. Um, they might lose against Syracuse. Syracuse is a good team, but. It's at Clemson, though. So that, yeah. that's a really. So we're going to have a, a first round of the playoffs. It's going to be an orange ball. They might as well just name it, have it be the Orange Bowl, Clemson, Tennessee. Fudge, who do you got? Um, ready for this. Uh, number one, I've got Tennessee. I think they're the best team in the country right now. Uh, both sides of the football, so I think they're number one. <coughs> Excuse me. That's a oh, I guess uh, Tennessee is getting to agree with that. <laughs> um, no, I think they're number one. Uh, my number two team is questionable. I think this is a toss-up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, oh what could happen is if each one of the top three Big Ten team lose teams lose, uh, because you ultimately could have a case where see Michigan won this week. Uh, Ohio State has to come to Penn State, so it is a road game for them. It's probably their toughest road game of the year. Um, and then at the end of it, Michigan has to face off against Ohio State still. So Ohio State still has two big games left on their schedule. Uh, so they still have to get through that. So I don't know if any Big Ten team is going to actually make it in. And if they do, they'd be the number four team. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, my number two team is probably going to be, as of right now, uh, Clemson. I think they'll probably be the number two team in the country if they win out. I know they've kind of kept it close with a bunch of teams, but I think they're probably my number two pick. Uh, number three, I'm going to roll with UCLA. I think UCLA can win out this year. I think they have a chance to do it. Um, if they win this weekend and they beat USC, it is in the cards for them to make it. And the number four, I've got TCU. So I don't even have the Big Ten making it into the playoff uh, this year. I, I think there's a chance that it doesn't happen. This so real life, no Big Ten team in the – No Big Ten team in. Uh, just the Big Ten's too questionable for me. I think it's the most questionable conference right now. Um, and that might change in a couple of weeks, but I think it's Tennessee one, uh, Clemson two, UCLA three, and TCU four. Okay, okay. You know what I, I saw? Like what if 
I saw like, what if you know, like Tennessee loses to Georgia, and like Georgia loses someone. Yeah. What if, like all all of them go one loss. Do all three get into the playoff? Like Ole Miss, oh. Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama. I don't think I think they have at most two SEC teams this year. Probably just one. I think I they just take the SEC champion. I mean, I'm really so tired of the two teams from the same conference. In it makes me so aggravated and pissed that. <laughs> But the, it's the best conference in college yeah, football. Yeah, the best folks. conference in the land. It's so much better than the Big Ten. I mean, we well, yeah, would have right because nobody in the Big Ten can either score or play defense. Yeah, Tennessee uh, would yeah. steamroll some of these Big Ten yeah. schools. I mean, at this rate, I might as well pick Illinois to make it to a New Year Six and call it a day. They could. They could be in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think well, the number five team. I want to know what y'all's number five team in the country would be at the end of the year. Georgia would be mine. Yeah, I think I'm going Georgia. For me, I think it's Ole Miss. I, I think, think Alabama still has a loss on their schedule. I like, I like that. Ole Miss. Yeah, See, I think Ole, Ole Miss could be the number five team because if they end up beating Alabama, they would have to play Tennessee, who is the number one. To I me, think, though, Georgia is only going to lose to Tennessee. I don't think they Now, what happens them. now if Tennessee and Alabama or Ole Miss play and Ole Miss beats Tennessee? You think they go to the playoff? Yeah, you have to. You got to put the SEC champion in. Well, they, they would be. They'd probably. Be, well, we're going to beat them. Would be number weekend, one. So they would only be one loss. If there are two losses, then no, they they couldn't be in. There is potential for everyone up there right now to lose a football game. Yeah, yeah, because they. All I, play I think that there's not going to be many but. teams going undefeated by the end of the season. Because and that's what I like. I'd rather that than a bunch of undefeated. I feel teams like the only one that is uh, guaranteed is probably Clemson. Yeah, and that's honestly they they. It gets a little iffy. I mean, they got Miami there at the end. So, right. eight, uh, yeah, of, eight of the top ten teams are still undefeated. After this week, you might only see like six of <laughs> yeah. them after mm-hmm. because it's changing so fast. I mean, we had people all the way down to 13, 14 that were still undefeated, and now here we are, and there's teams yeah, inside got, the top ten. We're getting more. It's one of the better college football ring. seasons so far. Um, well, they released the top twenty-five today. You had Georgia at one, which wasn't much of a surprise. Ohio State at two, Tennessee at three, so they got to jump up a little bit. Michigan at four, uh, and Clemson at five, and Alabama dropped to six. Uh, a team that I like to see, Tulane, number twenty-five, making an appearance in the top twenty-five. They've had a pretty good year this year, so shout out to the Green Wave, getting in there. Uh, we had to talk about our upset picks. We went two and two this week with TCU over Oklahoma State, Tennessee over Alabama. Uh, Penn State over Michigan did not hit. Tyler, I don't quite remember what yours Florida was. Florida State, Clemson. That one looked a little like it was getting there, but yeah, it, just it was didn't never happen. a chance. Never a chance. <laughs> so I had Wade sending an upset pick since he wasn't able to join us. And Wade is going with Syracuse over Clemson. Took He's, my pick. Uh, uh, there's not many this hurt. week. There's not many this yeah, week that not, are like. I mean, there is some great matchups, but not as many as we had this past weekend. Yeah, I'm going Texas over Oklahoma State. Oklahoma okay. State just lost to TCU. Texas has got Quinn Ewers back. It's like the reincarnation of Colt McCoy. Uh, Texas looked great last week. I think they find a way to get it done in Stillwater. Take down Oklahoma State. So, Tyler, who do you got? I have Ole Miss on upset alert. Let's go. Jay Daniels got that dog in him. I think that what I just saw from old Mrs. Defense is going to be, especially if Jaden Daniels plays like he did this. I think this is going to be a high-scoring shootout. Uh, LSU's defense has been playing on their heels as of late. Uh, their defensive line, I think. I mean, Ole Miss uh, rush the rushing attack is 
is going to be concerning uh, that's, factors. That's going to be the issue. You got Zach Evans and Quinshawn Junkins. You know, he, he's pretty much just been 100 yard uh, per carry. But I think that you're starting to see why uh, Kayshawn Butte uh, was a preseason All-American. So I think that the Tigers prevail in like a 42-38 type of game. It's so. going to come down to it being at Tiger Stadium Stadium yeah. if we get up because it's probably going to be a shootout. And Jackson Dart ain't played in a place like Tiger Stadium yet. So Yeah, he is a he is a well, he's a transfer from USC. He hasn't seen that in the Pac-12. So I'm going to go uh, with the Tigers over the Rebels this week. So there goes another undefeated. There we go. Futch. You, you guys, you guys have made this very hard on me. Hey, going were back. you thinking of that too? Uh, I was thinking about a lot of things. Um, mm. I was thinking about how we're going to be three and one because my pick will probably not happen because the chances of that happening are slim to none. Um, but screw it. I'll take BC on the road at Wake Forest for the upset. Okay. Okay. Why Eagles fly, baby? BC kept it close at home against Clemson for a very long time, I think they can actually win a football game. I almost went Mississippi State. I feel like BC is always pulling off an upset. So uh, sooner or later, they got I wouldn't, to sure. I wouldn't touch Mississippi State over Alabama. I know Betting-wise, I might take Mississippi State to cover the 21 and a half mm. points right now because uh, that's a lot of points, I think. I don't know. State looked terrible on offense. Yeah, we Nick Saban gonna have them boys ready to rock. I would have thought about pulling the upset if Alabama would have won. They would still have been riding high, but they're gonna be pissed off. Yeah, definitely. So and they always get blown out. Our upset picks this week: we've got uh, Texas over Oklahoma State, LSU over Ole Miss. Um, I don't remember uh, Wake Forest over or Boston College over Wake Forest. Other way around. Boston College over Wake Forest, right? And Syracuse over Clemson. And those picks are brought to you by a righteous felon. LSU is going to act like a felon, and they're going to steal a win from Ole Miss this weekend. So if you head on over to righteousfelon.com, get your jerky fix, use code OCSN for 15% off. I didn't get some more. I actually got a text the other day. Oh, you haven't ordered from us in a while. I've eaten all my jerky. I need to order some more. That stuff's really good. they got great flavors. I'm going to switch it up. I think getting on weight, he's got to order that Carolina Ghost Reaper pepper. I want to see him try it. So maybe I'll buy it for him and send it, send it his way. But uh, thanks again to Righteous Felon for sponsoring our upset picks. Maybe we'll go 4-0 this week. Hey, that I, think, hurt. I think that the biggest one is Wade's. I think Clemson – I think I think That Syracuse, changes the college football landscape. That changes everything. And that would yeah. be crazy because – You know what's even crazier? What? If LSU beats Ole Miss, LSU's tied for first in the SEC West before the bye week, and then they play Bama. And they got Bama at home. Which, if if this is a major big if, if they beat Ole Miss, they could beat Alabama. If they beat Alabama, then they would be first in the SEC West. Crazy they still and, and then it's a recap against, or rematch against Tennessee. <laughs> I could th- I could see it happening. They still yeah. can't make the playoff. There's no possible way they have two. Oh, no, we ain't gonna make the playoff. playoff. I don't care if we it's take the down first year, Brian. You just want to be, be the you just want to be the Reaper that I want, yes, goes I up in play, that beat all the time yes. and just murders people and goes on to the next. I mean, world. look, I want to play Reaper sports. Let's just say, Victor like, I know, like, we've looked things. terrible at times, but we probably had our worst football team in forever, and we only lost by what, like, seven points last year, and we had Max Johnson as our quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. So I, I think it's weird, but I think the I think if Daniel's keeps playing like he does, I'm like getting 
It, I, I hate this. You know, I'm getting like false hope that we actually might have a chance against them. <laughs> Syracuse and Clemson is such a big one because of Schrader. I think it it makes a huge difference. And I think he can sit on the Heisman list as well. I mean, Syracuse's he's defense, though, will be able to hang around too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I like it. I like it. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's switch gears here to the professional leagues, the NFL. Got a headline. Matt Rule gone out of Carolina. Uh, happened beginning of the week, uh, which is probably good, honestly. They got to pay him a lot of money. Uh, and also now there's some trade talks with Mr. CMC. They're, they're, they're opening, they're listening to some trades, for some picks, some cash, some uh, potential high-dollar players. So where do you think, Tyler, he gets traded to if he gets traded? Yeah, I saw like a report that ESPN reported this. They had two teams uh, that I believe that, called in. I don't know who those two teams are, but Carolina rejected them. But well, I don't know what Carolina is really thinking. I guess like they just want to just fully rebuild uh, for the next uh, new head coach. But really like the the teams who need a running back, I don't know. I mean, the Seahawks obviously need a running back, especially like right now they have like Kenneth Walker, uh, the rookie uh, running back. But I mean, I don't, I, I have no idea. Definitely not anywhere in the division. The Panthers are not even trading him to anywhere in the division. I think he probably goes to an AFC team. Yeah. I mean, I could see I could see Baltimore. I think Baltimore needs to go ahead and do that deal because, I mean, J.K. Dobbins ain't going to do much for them going forward. It would be a very good pairing with uh, Lamar, mm-hmm. definitely, if they send him there. So that's what I would say. I would say Ravens. Okay. Okay. I like it. I mean, Fletch, I'm sorry you're going to have to put him on a – he's going to switch teams for your fantasy team, so you'll have to figure something out um, if it happens. Do you think it happens before the end of the year, Fletch? Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I can see it happening at the end of, before the end of the year. I mean, they're trying uh, so much; they're just gonna throw, all the, throw it all in. I mean, yeah. go all in. Who cares? If you're gonna point? tank, tank. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Tank for Tua. I think that. Uh, tank for Bryce Young. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think the best team on the list to pick him up. You're gonna think I'm crazy for this one. The Saints. I think it's let's go. I think it's the 49ers. 49ers need help at running back. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Good receivers. No running back. Debo Samuel is playing running back. Jeff Uh, Wilson got me point one points today. And we have lost our host. I guess we have to continue. (laughs) So it's going to be just Tyler and I. But no, I think I think uh, I think the 49ers are the best or the best place for CMC. I I just don't I don't think Carolina was ever a good fit. No, the CMC. I mean, they're not using him. They don't have the quarterback to use him with Baker Mayfield over there. He's throwing like a, a pick on literally every drive. So I think that you just, I mean, if you're going to trade him, like you want to get like the best value. I get that. So if like the 49ers would probably have to give up, shoot Jimmy G for him. Yeah, but yeah. is CMC worth Jimmy G? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's if you're so confident on Trey Lance going for, then why not? That is true. I mean, the 49ers won't be, think they'd be really giving up anything. Um, well, speaking of two elite quarterbacks, we had the Bills and Kansas City face off today. And Bills ended up getting the dub 24-20. I was expecting a much higher scoring game. Uh, but, I mean, did, did either of y'all watch that game? I watched a little bit of it. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I expected this to be like last year's AFC uh, divisional game going just back and forth, but the defenses showed up. I, you know, both uh, defenses forced a turnover. Patrick Mahomes had interception. 
I mean, Travis Kelsey, you know, didn't have four touchdowns like he did. Um, yeah, that would have been nice for my fantasy. Again, against the Raiders. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Stephon Diggs uh, had another big game. So, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs' connection continues to flourish this season. Yeah, Futch, you were up big in our fantasy league. Jeez. And then Josh Futch, Allen and You talked to talk Diggs. before you walked the walk. Yeah. <laughs> you were you were talking smack to, to us about, yeah, Mikey, you're going to take that L this week. And then all of a sudden, Josh Allen decides to show up and play. You must have heard it. Yeah. I mean, how much so, time was actually left in that game when it happened? I mean, I it was, was a lot of half. It wasn't yeah. even before. It was before the half. Yeah. I mean, that's what the crazy part. I, I mean, mean, I'm only projected to lose by less than six points because I still have I have two guys playing currently, um, and I still have Justin Herbert left to play. I just don't. Herbert think he's could go. You're off. still in it then. Herbert yeah. versus the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're and I've got Devonte Smith. Uh, still playing right now. He's got four receptions for 37 yards. I got Michael Parsons. He catches a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, you're good. As long as he gets a touchdown for Herbert goes, and that's a win. Yeah, yeah. I'm done 140 to 110 currently. I think you can make 30 points up. I think Herbert's in for like a 25 point game at least. Yeah, yeah. so that's still short, Tyler. <laughs> well, if Devontae Smith gets you a touchdown, then it won't match. True. You know, this game had big implications because it's probably going to be where they have the uh, AF- whoever gets home field advantage in the AFC between the yeah. Bills and the Chiefs. Nah, nah. Jets are in the AFC champion. Oh, well, speaking <laughs> of the Jets, they did take down the Packers today. The Packers have looked like dog poo-poo. And Zach Wilson got that <laughs> dog in One more time. One more time. <laughs> they look like dog poo-poo. I mean, and Zach Wilson's out here with the dog in him, running around. <laughs> They had a lot of quarterbacks that look like. Yeah, he really got that dog in him (laughs) on and off. I tell you what, who doesn't have that dog in him? Kyler Murray still. You know what's going to be even worse? He's going to just wait till the new Call of Duty comes out. That man is just not going to see the field. He's just going to grow out his fro more and play uh, Call of Duty till he gets his KD up above one. Yeah, so uh, you hear that, fantasy players? Don't start Kyler Murray like me. I think they uh, need to put I think I have the two worst quarterback combos. I have Tom Brady and Kyler Murray. Well, speaking of Tom they Brady, nothing. he's getting a divorce from his wife and leaving his kids to get beat by losing the Kenny Pickett in the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. I mean that <laughs> is just he was going unglued on the bit on the uh, sidelines today. I don't know if that was the offensive line group What's or his wife. It was. Oh well, then they're not going <laughs> to block the you now, Tom. I mean. Come it wasn't on. even halftime yet. Yeah, so so. I, I think they need to – Tyler, I think the best thing that Arizona can do is go go out and get one of those – Play the Saints tiny, next week? No, they need to go out <laughs> and get one of those little tiny Fisher-Price cars that have, you know, the hole cut out in the bottom that you can run on, you know, that you can use your feet and pedal it. I think <laughs> you need to go get one of those, put Kyler Murray in it, and send him out of the state of Arizona because he is currently causing that state to plummet. Well, or they just need to go take his – PlayStation or Xbox, whatever he uses, and just ban him from ever playing the new Call of Duty. Uh, so, yeah, Jets pull off an upset. Steelers pull off an upset. The Saints lose in heartbreaking fashion to the, to the loyal Louisiana Kings, you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Who wore, who wore Joe Burrow? That was cool. That the was, game, yeah, the game-worn jersey. Should have known that he was going to go off for four touchdowns and 300 yards when he wore that jersey. But, so what happened? You were supposed to be there. We were supposed to get some great content. I know. I'm sorry. I had to cover somebody else uh, who's out for some medical well, stuff. So I had sling, to. Slinging wood at Home Depot. 
Do what you got to do. I actually, no, actually, I spent I spent more time on the phone today having to deal with problems than anything. Uh, well, hey, I got a problem for you. My microwave went out, and I had to order a new one from Home Depot, and it was supposed to be here today. And now it's saying next week. What's up with that, Fudge? You know what? Some of these supply chain problems at Home Depot. You know what? I had the same issue today. I had some lady screaming at me on the phone today. I'm not going to scream at you just yet, but if it doesn't get here next week, you know how hard it is to not have a microwave? I I was like, oh, no biggie. We'll put stuff in the oven, air fryer, skillet. It's such an inconvenience to have yeah, to yeah. use your other utilities. Inconvenience. Yeah. So you should, oh you should do like, sorry for inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, you don't realize, you don't realize how much you use your microwave. I use it going. every day. I realized it was time to replace it. Breakfast, it lunch, dinner. And uh, a little explosion happened inside. Oh, wow. Well, let's see if it happens again. So I did it again. Same thing. Yeah, especially uh, if you try and f- put fish, try to uh, heat up fish in the microwave. It sounds like a World War II is going on <laughs> in your microwave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> so, you, so you basically broke your microwave because of... Well, it's seven years old. For a it's, science experiment? No. I was trying to heat up food and... It's like the yeah, magnet that protein. creates the radiation. It's called like the magnetron in the right side of the microwave. It just starts like pop, 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 like sparking up. Jeez. Like, so yeah, we had to buy a new microwave. Oh um, my. Nice. But I, I think you're like, I, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when your mom goes in some place and says, don't touch. And it was one of yeah, those. Not yeah. Touched it. It. yeah. Well. Left it. <laughs> Well, I wanted to see if it was going to blow up or not. <laughs> see, uh, he wanted it to blow up at this point. <laughs> but it didn't, and I have a new one on order. Uh, speaking of microwave, uh, Cooper Rush must be in a microwave. He's thrown two interceptions. Uh, not great. So The only two interceptions he's thrown all year. That's true. Yes. Eagles are up 20 to 10, looking like well, they over. Remain, remain unbeated in the third quarter. Uh, our microwave talk is actually brought to you by NorseBeards.com. If you want your beard looking like this and not like Fudge's since you shaved, uh, it's growing back. It's growing back. Uh, you can head on over to NorseBeards.com, enter promo code OCS for 25% off all your beards when needs. You must have known that they were going to lose if he shaved a week prior to that game. Yeah, yeah I had a early. early. And, hey, we got hockey season kicking off, so those hockey players rock great beards. You can head on over to NorseBeards to get what you need. Oh, speaking of hockey season, we're in a fantasy hockey league. Uh, sports oh, has been added who, to who we even have on our team? Like any memories? I have, I, have, I don't know. What's <laughs> I, I, I don't I, know. I, we got offered a trade actually. Oh, right here. We'll oh, this trade we need live to discuss this live. Yes, yes. We, yes. So they're listening to us. Let's see. <laughs> they're like, please take it. Um, I'm trying to pull up. Uh, they have proposed to trade. Who is this guy? Darcy Cooper. He scores an average of negative 0.4 points. Nope. Um, they want Hus Zaros, who plays for the Nashville Predators. He scores an average of 0.1 points. Well, you know what? I like our guy better. So Wait, 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 wait. wait. Those are goalies. They are goalies. Why do we have the so, Nashville Predators? So they want Timber for Zaros? Pretty much. What do you think, um, Should we do it? Who's Kemper playing for? 
He plays for the Washington Capitals. He made 21 huh. saves. Who's Soros play for? He plays for Nashville? Yeah. No, nah, we're keeping him. <laughs> he allowed four goals. Yeah, but he's better than Kemper. Okay, well, guess what? Capitals have just been giving up goals left and right. It's pretty much it's like five. Yeah, the that's Capitals right. are throwing the towel in just for Ovechkin to get goal milestones. That's it. So, I mean, I don't even know who half these people are, but uh, – Read them off for us. We've got Shetskirkin and Soros as our goalie. New York Rangers goalie and Nashville's goalie. Oh. Uh, there's like 20 people in our lineup. I'm not oh, reading That's good. Anything. We got the Rangers goalie. Hey, we've got Sidney Crosby. Hey, my boy. There we go. As long as we got him, then we're good. Let's see here. Why didn't we draft this? I don't know. So what happened was somebody yeah, why else. Were he, we in the well, no, somebody else drafted, and then they backed out of the league. So Jesse called me and was like, "Hey, you want to join it?" I was like, "Sure." I don't know nothing about hockey, but yeah, we'll run it. Uh, I think I can add y'all as like team managers, so I'll, I'll get y'all added on that after the show. But yeah, so hockey kicks off, uh, kicked off this week or last week. So make sure you tune into all of our network shows. They do they do some fun hockey stuff. All right. We've been, we've been going live for an hour and a half. One last thing. NASCAR Neil, baby. Playoff races. Yes. Let's so we go. had we had Joey Logano gets the win at Vegas today, being the first driver to lock himself into the championship four. He said it was a race full of battles. Some drama occurred during the middle of the race where Bubba Wallace intentionally wrecked Kyle Larson for an earlier incident. And Kyle Larson got out of his car and chased Bubba Wallace around the track. That didn't actually happen. I just made that up. But it would have been pretty cool to see. <laughs> but he no, did like a Talladega night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did wreck him apparently. Uh, and last week's winner, Christopher Bell, uh, got messed up in the wreck and is forced to go behind the wall. Whatever that's NASCAR terms. Uh, so I don't think he he raced good this week. Um, and he said, a little fun fact: historically, the winner of the Vegas wins the championship. But he told me he doesn't think Joey Logano is going to win it all. He's still going with Chase Elliott. He's got money on Elliott. He says everybody else should book it with Elliott because he's taking the ship home. That's the show, boys and girls. Yeah, that was that was a fun little NASCAR Neil segment. It was a fun show. It's a long one. We talked a lot about college football, a little bit of playoffs, uh, some NFL. Of course, we got back into our golf talk, which needs to be a, a, a staple in the future. Um, you're watching Sports Scramble Sunday nights, every Sunday night usually. Uh, tomorrow at 3 o'clock, you have college football coast-to-coast with Tyler and Futch. Well, on my screen, Tyler and Futch down there. Um, and then Tuesday nights, you got Tyler and Wade coming at you for SEC Talk. Boys, is there anything else I missed? Last call. No. All right, crickets, crickets. We got a special episode coming out, shooting for Wednesday, with former Mississippi State catcher Logan Tanner, who now plays for the Cincinnati Reds organization. So make sure you all tune into that. It was a very fun conversation we had with him. Broke into his golf fandom. What his tattoos mean? Spoiler alert: they don't mean anything. He just he just likes them. Um, so that was that was a fun conversation. But yeah, we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Uh, we hope you have a great rest of your week. See ya. What's up, everyone? Let me tell you about a company called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening to Sports Scramble. Make sure you check out our other two shows, College Football Coast to Coast, on Mondays at 3 o'clock and SEC Talk on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down... The likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.